weeks. Two weeks. We'll have better internet on half the hill. And then that means a few weeks or months later we'll have internet on the rest of the hill. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take communion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and he said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took the bread. And if you have the bread, you can lift it up. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. Let's break it with our fingers. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake of the of body. Thank you, Jesus. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Let us partake of the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, Lord. You know, we've been waiting on the Lord for a long time to come, huh? But I tell you, he's coming. He's coming. He's on his way. He's got his steed all saddled up, bridled up. And all he's got to do is hop on and that's it. He's coming. He's on his way. The Lord's coming. Amen. My wife left me a little gift up here. Do I look like Paul Begley? The coming apocalypse? <laughs> I better give them to her before I break them. They're her new sunglasses. Praise you, Jesus. Pretty good. Pretty good. They're girl sunglasses. What are you saying, Phil? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Grace, come on down. It's time to take up an offering. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we are thankful, Lord God. 
Thankful, Lord God, that we're here in your house, praising and worshiping you, Lord God, and we're just thankful, Lord God, for all you're doing. Lord, you're the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. You're our God. And Lord, we're believing that you are making a way here in this place, and you are doing miracles, signs and wonders. And even though we don't know it, we don't see it, we know you're working. You're working all the time on our behalf. And Lord, and we thank you for that, and we give you all the praise and honor and glory for what you're doing. And that you're making a way where there is no way in our finances, in our lives, in our health, Lord God, in our homes and in our church. Lord God, we're just trusting in you and believing. And we're trusting you with all that we have. And Lord God, and it's only by the grace of God that we have anything. And I just praise you for it and thank you, Jesus. And as we take up this offering, I pray that you would bless your people abundantly. Lord God, that you would pour in, Lord God, and multiply upon them a blessing that they cannot contain. That will overflow. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wait on you, Lord. They that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall not get weary or tired. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We're going to listen to another song soon. But I'm going to tell you this morning, I was having a struggle. And for one, I'm out of paper. I'm out of another notebook of sermons. But two, I was having a struggle this morning of what the Lord wanted me to share upon. And I'm sitting down in here, and I'm praying, I'm seeking God, and nothing's coming to my mind. And I'm sitting in the office down here, I'm like, okay, Lord, what is going on? What do I need to do? And then that song popped into my mind, when I think about the Lord. How he saved me, how he healed me, how he restored me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. (laughs) There you go, you know, it's going on and on and on. And I couldn't help but think about it. The Lord was like, you know what, when you get in that position, you just need to think back. Think back. Think upon the Lord. When we think upon the Lord, He will renew our strength. Amen? When we wait upon the Lord, He will mount us up with wings of eagles so we can soar above the enemy. Do you know eagles can soar? And they get up there and they use hardly any energy whatsoever. They just spread their wings and they find thermals and they... Let the wind carry them. 
above everything, and they can see everything down below. That's what we're like as Christians. We get saved by the Holy Ghost, and you get filled, and you get filled up with power and might that you can soar over anything that's coming against you. I, when I think about the Lord, how He's kept me, how He's with me, how He's promised to me that He will never leave me or forsake me, how He's my helper, and how I don't have to be afraid of anything, and how He reminds me that He is with me every day, every hour, every minute. When I think about the Lord, and I start thinking about the Lord, I think about those things and those promises that He gave me. It's like I'm going to take you to Joshua 1, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. This is the Lord's command to Joshua, and this is the Lord's command to you who believe. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people, get ready. Do you hear that? Get ready. Get ready because the Lord's coming. Get ready because he's, he's on his horse. Get ready because the times are near. Get yourselves ready. Get your house ready. Get your family ready. Get ready to cross the river Jordan into the promised land. Get ready to go from this life to the next. Get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? None of you are ready. Oh my gosh. Are you ready? No, are you ready? Come on, you guys can do better than that. I'm up here screaming. You guys can scream. Are you ready? There you go. We're ready. Get ready to go from this life to the next. In the land I'm about to give you. To the Israelites I will give you every place where you set your foot. Do you claim that? I mean, I've literally done that before. I've literally have done that. I've literally taken steps and walked and said, Lord, this is mine, 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 this is mine. And we take dominion over this. God has given me this. And the devil's not going to take this. God has given me this and the devil's not going to steal it from me. God has promised me this and the devil can't have it. Get your hands off of me, devil. Amen? Amen. God has promised this to me. I'm going from this, I'm going from the wilderness to the promised land and the Lord said, wherever I step, my foot shall be mine. This is mine, devil, and you can get out of here in Jesus' name. Amen? You got to proclaim it. I'll give you every place where you set your foot, is what the Lord says. I'll give it to you. 
But then we got to claim it, we got to possess it, and we got to believe it. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Do you believe that? You got to believe it. No one's going to be able to stand up against me all the days of my life. Why? Because God is with me. He'll never fail me or forsake me. Because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. There is no harm that man can do. Nothing that man can say. Nothing that man can throw at me. That the God of, of the Israelites, the God of all creation, cannot handle or take care of for you. Amen. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Believe it. You got to will renew our strength. See, I can shout even louder now. Hallelujah. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. All the days of your life. And as I was saying, you got to believe it. You can't be like a man who doesn't believe. We can't be tossed to and fro. We got to stand. We got to stand like a pillar, like a rock. In the midst of the crashing waves. Because I'm telling you, the waves are crashing and people are falling and they're getting tossed to and fro and they're getting carried out by the rip current and they're trying to swim against it, but they're just tiring themselves out. Amen. When they get caught in the rip current, it says you don't try to swim against the rip current. You'll get tired out and you'll be carried out farther and farther. We've got to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, is what the Bible says. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Successful wherever you go. Got to believe it. No matter where I am, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to succeed. No matter what's happening, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to be successful. Because the Lord said, be strong and courageous. No matter how scary it looks, I am not afraid. Do not be terrified. 
Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you to be courageous and strong? Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen? Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. We cannot be, let the enemy get us to be discouraged. We can't lose hope in God. Ever. No matter what's going on. Don't be discouraged. Don't get, let the enemy give you a foothold of terror in your mind. Oh, when I think about the Lord. These are the things I think about. When I think about the Lord, I think about the verses that God's given me to help me through times and trials. When I think about the Lord, I think about what He's done for me and how He saved me and how He's called me and just how He saved and called you. Look at where the Lord has brought you. The Lord is not going to fail you or forsake you. He's going to complete His job through you that He has for you. Can we play that song now, Joe? When I think about the Lord. When I think about the Lord. How He saved me. How He filled me. You know what? When I think about the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't help it. Can't help it because you know what? God has done so much for me. He picked my feet up. He turned me around. And he set my feet on solid ground. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I know some of you out there can relate to that. And this morning, I just couldn't get my mind in the right place. Until I started thinking about all the things that God has done. All the things that God is going to do. And the anticipation I need to have and the excitement I need to have of what's coming. Amen. You know, we can't let, that, let the devil steal that from us. Because right now there's an oppression and a depression upon the church and upon his people. Because the devil knows his time is coming. And it's almost to an end and he's trying to steal those that are in the kingdom of God. And he's trying to attack those that are, that are on solid ground. And he's trying to make them think they're on shaky sand. Amen. He's trying to pull them. He's trying to, he's trying to knock the Christians down. He's trying to get you doubting yourself, doubting God. Amen. He's trying to get you into a place where your mind can't think straight. And we got to start thinking upon the Lord. That's what we got to do. I got to start thinking upon the Lord. I got to go back. I got to remember. You know, King David used to do this all the time when he went out to battle. Think about that. You know, I just think, thought about that. King David, greatest king, you could say, of the world, besides Jesus. 
who's the king of kings and lord of lords. But King David, who, who was a child like Ephraim's age, who defeated giants that were eight and nine feet tall, who slew a lion with his bare hands and a, and a bear, while he was a shepherd boy, about your age, Ephraim, he did that. King David, who they would sing praises, oh, Saul would kill a thousand men, but King David would kill ten thousand men. He was a mighty man. King David was surrounded by mighty men. Some of those mighty men did exploits that you can only imagine. Like chasing a lion down. Can you imagine running after a lion and jumping into a pit just to take its mane? Just to say, you know what? I think that's the most beautiful mane I've ever seen. I want that mane and I'm taking it. Chased a lion, Benaniah chased a lion into a pit. Killed him. Came out with a lion mane. How about a lion's rug in your tent or in your house? But King David would do the same thing. He would get all these mighty men and all these warriors together. And he would tell them stories. He would tell them stories when he led the Israelites up out of Egypt. He would tell them the stories and the battles that Joshua went through. When they went in and they killed all of the giants. When they took out all of those ites. The Canaanites, Hittites, Ammonites, Amorites. And the times that they were all victorious. That's what King David would do. He would get his men together before battle and he'd say, Listen, God is with us. Remember Remember, remember, remember the battle where Aaron and Joshua held up the hands of Moses? And when their hands of Moses were held up, the enemy was fleeing. Do you remember when Joshua commanded the sun to stay and did not move so that the daytime became 24 hours of daylight so they could rout the enemy? Remember those times, men. God is with us. He'll never fail us or forsake us. If you trust in the Lord and believe in Him with all your heart, He will never fail you. Remember that. That's what we got to do when the enemy comes and you feel oppressed and you feel depressed. You got to say, no, devil, no, devil, no. That's what I got to do. That's what I did. I was like, you know what? I got to think upon the Lord. I don't know what I'm going to preach today. I didn't know what I was going to preach. I still don't know what I'm preaching today. I'm just preaching. <laughs> because I don't care. It's like, you know, I got to get my mind on the Lord. I got to think upon good things. I got to think upon the things God has done and the promises God has said to me that he's not going to fail me or he's not going to forsake me. I don't have to be afraid of man. You don't have to be afraid of of that car salesman. I'm not going to say his name on tape. You don't have to be afraid of him because God is with you. He'll never fail you or forsake you. And you're going to be led in right place to get this thing made straight. Because you have the grace of God on you. You know what the grace of God is? The grace of God is his favor. The grace of God is his favor over you. You have the favor of God on you wherever you go. And we got to believe it. We got to believe that. 
we got to get out of this. We got to shake this stuff off. We got to shake off this fear. We got to shake this stuff off. We got to start praising God. We got to start thanking God for the trials. You know what? We take our trials and we take our we take our trials and our problems that we have and we think of them and we get all bent out of shape over them. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I oh, I don't know. It's just tough. I can't do this. You know, God said that there's no temptation that's common to man and God is faithful. He'll not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. That means that any trial or temptation that comes your way, God is doing it for a reason. There's a purpose. It's to make you stronger. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Did I say that wrong? It's like a rap song here almost. But it's true. Because we all have to face trials. We all have to have, we all face temptation every day on a daily basis. We all have trials. We all have problems. And it's how we handle those things. Are we taking them to the Lord? Are we thinking about the Lord? Are we thinking about His promises? Or are we letting our trials and our temptations overrun us? Or are we letting them rule our thoughts? Because if the enemy can get those thoughts in your mind like, you know, it's not good. Your mind can go into places where it shouldn't be. Trust me. You know, you can get it. You can be like, I just want to kill him. I just want to kill him. I just, gosh, I can't take this anymore. I've had enough. I just want to go out and kill him. I'm going to go do something in my own flesh. And every time I do, I get myself in trouble. <laughs> you know? So you, but you feel that way. Instead of like, you know what? This is a, this is a trial from God. Look at everything that Job went through in his life. All the things that Job went through in his life, but the end of his life turned out to be even better than the beginning of his life. And it's hard to believe that. Because Job had a beautiful family and the enemy took them all out. But he didn't take Job out. He couldn't take Job out. Job never cursed him. Never cursed God. It says in the Word. And that's tough when you're going through those kind of trials. When you're losing loved ones. But you still got to be thinking about the Lord's promises. And then you got to trust God. Say, God, I know I sacrificed. Job would go out every day and make sacrifice for his family. He would make sacrifices for his family. He would pray for him and intercede for his family, for all of his children. And what happened? All of the children were in the oldest brother's house, and then a mighty wind came and it crushed the house and it killed them all. Even though Job was still making intercession and prayer and sacrificing for all of his children. And then what happened to Job? He got, you know, all of his things were flocks were stolen, everything was gone. Job was a rich, righteous man. Then he got God. Let the devil afflict him with boils and everything else. And he was in all kinds of pains and torment. And when his friends came and saw him, they saw Job with ashes heaped out. And they're like, oh my gosh, is that even Job? Is that our friend? What has happened? Surely God must have cursed him. Surely he did something wrong. He did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. But in the end of his life, he was blessed. He was blessed abundantly because of his faithfulness to God. 
If anything that we can learn from Job is to stick with God. He is faithful. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard the trial, no matter how hard the temptation, no matter what is going on all around you, be stick with God and God will stick with you. And he'll never fail you or forsake you. And even if he does, even if something happens and you're taken out of this world, what did Paul say? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What better place are we going to be in? What better place are we going to be in than eternity? With God in heaven. There's not a better place in this. We can't even describe it. I can't describe it. I can't even think of it. You know, we're, we're going through some things right now, and it's pretty easy to get our minds on our own selves and our own problems and our own struggles. But when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he healed me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he's promised these things to me, gets my mind right. You know, in James, I don't even know where I'm at here. But we're going to go to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 12. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers. I'll add sisters. I know I'm not supposed to add anything to the word, but I'm going to say brothers and sisters. Lord, forgive me. Whenever you face trials of many kinds... Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature. I don't know. I I remember Paul saying, I can't remember who to, but he's saying, he goes, "I I I wish I could feed you some meat. Instead of milk, but you're just not mature enough to handle. It's like it's like you know what? You're just not strong enough to handle the truth. <laughs> you're just not strong enough to handle the truth. So I'm going to keep feeding you some milk till you get your faith built up and yourself built up to where you can get some meat, so we can really start talking about some in-depth things. But everything I've learned as a Christian is that you got to take the baby steps. You just don't go from a baby to maturity like that, right? You don't do it physically. You don't, you don't go from a baby to a grown man in a day. You know what I mean? Where the next day your, your skin is like that of a baby's bottom on your face, and then the next day you're shaven and you got a beard. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It takes time. But consider it all joy. Pure joy when trials of many kinds. Because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work in you. So that you may be mature and complete. Not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. Who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe. Did you hear that? When he asks, he must believe and not 
doubt. And not doubt. See, a lot of times we ask off the cuff, but we don't really believe what we're asking for. You know, we say we believe, but then we have this doubt in us. And that's, you know, what did, what did, what did the man say to Jesus when he healed his son? He said, forgive me for my unbelief. Help me to believe. Help me to believe. Help me not doubt. Doubt is such a powerful tool of the enemy, even when your faith feels really strong. But you have any little bit of doubt in you, it really permeates through you like yeast in bread. We have to believe and believe with all our hearts, believe in all our mind, with all our strength. I mean, that's faith. That's how, I mean, think of it. We believe that Jesus died on the cross, that he rose again on the third day. We believe that if we accept Jesus Christ into our, as Lord and Savior in our hearts, that we will be with him for eternity, correct? We need to, those are big things to believe in. Because we, you know, we know that is a fact, that's the truth. But sometimes we can't believe in the littlest things. We take doubt in the littlest things. Like healing is an example. And healing is a big thing. But if you have any little bit of doubt in there, a little yeast of healing, just a little seed of that doubt of not being healed, it's going to go through the whole thing because it's there. We've got to get rid of that. Doubt, unbelief. We got to start believing. We got to start persevering. So that way we can be more mature and be more complete in the Lord. When I think of the word perseverance, I just I just think of I've got to I've got to be able to push through this thing. I got to persevere. I can't give up. I can never surrender. I got to push through. And when we think about the Lord and we get our minds straight on Him, we can persevere through anything and we can push through any obstacle that the enemy has put in our place. It's because of the grace of God that's upon our lives. It's because of the unmerited favor that we have over us because of what Jesus Christ has done. Grace means His favor, His blessing. His blessing. We have God's blessing. We got to say that. I have God's blessing. Let's say it. I have God's blessing. I have God's favor. Let's say it together. I have God's favor. I have God's blessing. I have God's grace. I have God's covering. I know I'm throwing curveballs at you. It's all right. You got to be on your toes. You know, when, when, we, when, we, when we get into that state, I just think, you know, I had that thought when I was writing this down. When we get into that state of God's favor and blessing, 
and control. And even though the trials are coming, we can just laugh at the enemy. And say, <laughs> Bring him on, buddy, because I'm going to persevere through this. I'm going to push through this thing, and I'm going to become more mature, more complete. I'm going to be even stronger than I was before. So the devil, I can see the devil up there with all these demons. Satan, I don't know what to do. I've thrown everything at this guy, even the kitchen sink. Thrown it at him. I don't know what else to do. He's just laughing at me. He's pushing through all this stuff, and he's just claiming everything wherever he walks. He's like a crazy man. Crazy. He's pushing through. I can't believe it. I can see the devil. I don't know what to do with that one. I tried it. I tried. I tried to throw everything at him. I threw it all at him, but he's just laughing. He's persevering. He's not giving up. He's not surrendering. He got his mind on the Lord again. Oh my gosh! What are we gonna do with that guy? With that woman? When I think about the Lord, that's what you got to do. When the devil comes knocking and you feel oppressed and you feel depressed, you just got to say, when I think about the Lord. Yes, right, devil. Oh, God, save me. and You can't have me. Get out of my way. I'm going to kick you in the teeth. When I think about the Lord, how he filled me all with the Holy Ghost, how he raised me up from the innermost. When I think about the Lord, who makes straight my paths, who goes before me every day and makes my path straight so that I may not turn to the left or turn to the right. That nothing can come against me. That no arrow by day or no arrow by night is going to harm me. Because I got the full armor of God on me. And I'm marching out. Ready for battle. Laughing at all of his schemes. All of his tactics. Because they're just going to make me stronger. Those trials we go through. Proof you. Like gold. You're like being passing through the fire. There's another song I just thought of. Jason Crabb, through it all. When you go past through the fire, what happens? Anything that's not pure gets burned away. And what's left is this pure. It's just purity. Pure gold, refined. I use gold because you have to refine gold as an example. But you're even worth more than gold. When we pass through the fire, I don't even know how to describe it. It's better than gold. It's better than silver. It's better than any gem or diamond. And even diamonds have to go through pressure to become a diamond. And God says that we're greater than all these things. Greater and worth way more than any of them. 
Thank you, Jesus. I just have this picture in my mind of like when the universe. That's all I can think about. Is that the brightness of the sun, the expansion of the universe, all the stars, the colors. I just think about that's inside us. Because the God who created all that's there. Burning. Created you. When we think about the Lord. How he saved me. Healed me. So if anything you learn today. Learn that. Learn that when the enemy comes. You don't have to put up with it. You can laugh at him and you can say. Bring it on. Because my God is greater. And I'm going to pass through this. And whatever is not of me, whatever is not supposed to be there, God's going to get rid of it. And I'm going to be stronger and better than I was. I'm going to be stronger. I know we all want to be stronger. That young man wants to be stronger than he is back there. And he's pretty darn strong. It's like God building you up. It's like God putting muscles on you. Strengthening you for the next battle that come your way. Because the next battle might come, might be a stronger trial. But you know what? You pass through the fire on this one. And you know they might get stronger and stronger. As you get older and older, they might seem like it. But when you look back at our lives that are only but a but a blink of the eye, God, God relates to them as a flower that grows and blooms and blossoms and then withers and fades away to him. When you look back after everything's all said and done, you're going to be like, wow, I've seen God's hand move in my life. I see where God has led me. He's led me through the shadows of darkness, you know. He's led me across the valleys. He's led me across the mountains. He's been there. He was there always with me through all these hard times in my life, through all the struggles I've had. He's always been there. He said he never, gonna, he never would fail me or forsake me. And now I can look back and see where he's led me. And he's never failed or forsake me. And then you can tell that to your children and grandchildren. That's why the most important thing of our lives is that we know Jesus. That we know God, we know Jesus. And that we tell our family, we teach our children. And then our children teach their children. And that's why we want to try to get as many out there saved as possible because there's something so great with being in the kingdom of God that it's indescribable. And that the people are missing out. And our job is to save as many as we possibly can. Amen? No matter what he does, no matter what the devil does, he's not going to stop our praise. He's not going to stop our praise. We count it all joy because of the trials and the tempting, the testing. We count it all joy because it makes us stronger. And remember, God didn't call you to drop you. 
God's not going to call you, then drop the call. God's going to call you and he's going to see you through. And not only is he going to see you through, he's going to guide you each step of the way. He's not going to drop you. He's never going to fail you. He's never going to forsake you. So be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. No, I say be very, very strong and very, very courageous. Because God is for you. Amen? Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you and praise you for this day. I pray, Father God, that you would just pour out your Holy Spirit upon this place and upon your people. That, Lord God, that you would fill us with strength and courage, Lord God. That, Lord, you would fill us with boldness to speak your word, with boldness to praise you, Lord God. When everything seems to be against us, that we would just start praising you, that we would get our minds on the Lord and not ourselves and not on our circumstances, but we would get our minds on the Lord, we would get into the realm of the supernatural and not the natural. That, Lord God, that you would fill us, fill us, fill us with your Holy Spirit, refine us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I think we should come on down and get, I should, I should anoint you all with oil. This morning, because Joel, can we play that song again? When I think about the Lord, thank you. He saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me.